0: Thank you.
1: Good morning. We welcome you to worship today, and if you are a a visitor, we ask that you please uh, fill out one of the welcome cards uh, at the end of the pew this morning and place it in the offering plate when the offering plate comes around. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, full of compassion and mercy and abounding in steadfast love. Trusting God's promise of forgiveness, let us confess our sin against God and one another. Eternal God, our creator, in you we live and move and have our being. Look upon us, your children, the work of your hands. Forgive us of all of our offenses and cleanse us from proud thoughts and empty desires. By your grace, draw us near to you. Our refuge and our strength through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit given to us in the mercy of Almighty God. Christ died for us while still were sinners. And forgive and for his sake, God forgives us of all of our sins. Amen.
2: Our gathering hymn is in the red hymnal, number 866, Marching in the Light of God.
1: Generous God, your son gave his life that we might come to peace with you. Give us a share of your spirit, and in all we do, empower us to bear the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior.
3: is from Numbers, chapter 11. The rabble among them had a strong craving, and the Israelites also wept again and said, If we had meat to eat, we remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt for nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, and the onions and garlic. But for now our strength is dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, all at the entrances. Then the Lord became very angry, and Moses was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you treated your servants so badly? Why have I not found favor in your sight that you lay the burden of all this on me? Did I conceive all of these people? Did I give birth to them? That you should say to me, Carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a suckling child to the land that you promised on oath to give their ancestors. Where I am to get meat to give all these people, for they are weeping, and come to me, saying, Give us meat to eat. I am not able to carry all this alone, for they are too heavy for me. If this is the way that you are going to treat me, put me to death at once. If I have found favor in your sight, do not let me see this misery. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather me seventy of all the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them to the tent of meeting, and have them take their place there with you. So Moses went out and told people the words of the Lord and he gathered 70 elders of the people and placed them all around the tent. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to them and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested upon him, they prophesied. They did not do so again. Two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad named Medad, and the spirit rested on them, and they were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And the young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, son of Nun, the assistant of Moses, one of his chosen men, said, My Lord Moses stopped them, but Moses said to them, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit into Holy wisdom, holy word. You, we, will read verse, we will read Psalm 19, verses 7 through 14, responsibly. The teaching of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the simple. Statutes of the Lord are judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. By them also is your servant enlightened, and in keeping with them is great reward. Mm -hmm. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous let them not get dominion over me. Then shall I be whole and sound and innocent of great offense. The second reading is from James, chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. Are, you, are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are they cheerful? they should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and call them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like me, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Holy Wisdom, Holy Word.
1: gospel according to Mark. John said to Jesus, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, do not stop him for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. But truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you, were, you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If, you hand, if your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell. Where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Children's sermon, Amanda.
4: things Um, i guess we'll use this um what what did you hear in our gospel that they were talking about if something loses its saltiness what was it that's good i appreciate that confession Um, that's actually salt you can open it you can smell it why do you think we were talking about salt in our gospel today did you i know it smells very salty right (laughs) A little bit. Well, you should, yeah, I think she'll take your word for it. So sometimes in our gospel, we have images of things that we're told things about, but that's not really what we're talking about. So do you think that we were really talking about salt today? Or do you think maybe there was another connection being made? Yeah, there's I, you're right. Do you think you could help me put this puzzle together? Yes, I'm a puzzle master. Oh, perfect. Inhale. Inhale. Okay. What is this? We got to see. Let's put it together so we can see what it says. There's even a little cheat sheet on the back. It has numbers. You can put in order if we get stuck. Oh, fantastic. Perfect, Let's, we'll do the edges together. I think that one is at the bottom.
0: Ooh.
1: Mommy, my mommy found a <gasps>
0: Perfect.
1: For the edge.
4: Lucky for mommies. Mm. We can look on the other side too, it has the numbers on them. Mm. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'll have more faith in us. Oh, that's a fourteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, this must be the of the I think. I think you're right. I think that's the bottom corner. Ah. <gasps> Perfect. What great team! I think this is the top. I think that's why we were getting confused. <gasps> you are right. You really are puzzle masters. Supportive. Oh, I think that goes together. Yeah. Hmm. How are we doing? Oh, I think they go in here. Do you think you can fit them in there? Oh. Oh no, we're missing a piece. Oh. <laughs> oh, can you put the last piece in? Alright. Andrew, can you tell me what is that word in yellow? What does it say? What does that word say? It's a really big word. It is. Close. Accountable, right? The sermon today, it's talking about how does God hold people accountable? That's exactly what it asks us. It says, what does that mean? You, good reading. Yeah. What do you think it means? What does it mean to be accountable? Have you heard that word before? It's really big, right? Yeah. What do you think? Have you ever heard that word before? It's really big, right? Yeah. I think it means that that means that we are answerable, right? That the things that we do, the ways that we treat each other, right? Right? It means we have, ooh, I like it. Do you have things that you're responsible for at home, like maybe getting your backpack ready for school every day? or do you have some jobs at home yeah Yeah. or Andrew do you have like um, jobs at school So many examples, so many. Yeah. So you are giving me all examples of things that we're accountable for, things we're responsible for helping with, right? And you know what? We're going to listen to the rest of the sermon. It talks about how, how we admit it when we mess up and things that we've been accountable with. Those are crayons because I want you to take one of these pieces of paper, and I want you to think about one thing this week that you can be accountable for, one thing that you can be responsible for. Yeah, you pick a color and you write it. You can take it with you. We'll put this away. Thank you. Oh, perfect. You got one to take with you? So you can write it down. so you can write something down for yourself. Oh, perfect. Here, I'm going to trade you. All right, while you write something down, I'm going to quickly pray for us. Is that okay? All right. Holy God, we thank you that you place us in community to help us be better accountable to each other, to be mindful of how we affect each other and the actions we commit to taking. Help us to be responsible and to be able to admit it when we don't live up to that in Jesus name Amen.
1: thank you Amanda that was the real message this morning <laughs> I've always looked upon the children's sermon as being the part of the service that I enjoy most. So, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you, Justin, for bringing the mic over. We have a problem with mics around here, we don't hold them close enough, and sometimes we don't even remember to pick them up. So, thank you very much. Good morning to all of you. It's indeed a, tra- uh, a pleasure to be with you here again this morning. I understand you. We had a guest preacher last Sunday and you enjoyed her, oh good, and we're grateful that she could come to be with us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Dear God in heaven, we thank you this morning for all the ways you've touched our lives, and you do it so often and so frequently. We thank you, O God, for the children that reminds us of the love that we have been blessed with through parents and friends over the years. We thank you, O God, for your word that reassures us that even in the most difficult moments you are always with us. Be with us now in this time, O God, this hour of prayer. Christ's name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I remember what my mom and dad would say when my brothers and I were kids and we would sit at the dinner table and we would look down at the food on our plates and we would say, not again! Whatever was our last or least favorite food or distasteful food was being served. It could have been string beans or it could have been Um, plain elbow macaroni or it could have been the same vegetable that we've been eating for the past four days. It was not what we wanted to eat. It was not what we cared to eat. But mom and dad in their loving way would say eat it or not you're not getting anything else to eat tonight. And you're not leaving the table until you've cleaned your plates. Does that sound familiar? Mm Mm-hmm. When we look at our text this morning, I wonder how God kept his divine mouth from uttering those words, eat it or not, you are not getting anything else to eat tonight. To the Israelites, were those who were grumbling and complaining and even yearning to go back to, to slavery in Egypt. God would said, "You eat it. You're not getting anything else to eat tonight." God has saved them from slavery by killing off others of his creature children, even though the Bible mentions, you know. Do you know this? The Bible mentions over 85 times that all people are God's children and God loves them all. 85 times I can find that in the Bible. Becoming or renewing a congregation are full of dreams. As Jesus had to deal with, as Moses had to deal with the people in the wilderness who were full of dreams. Dreams are our ideas, my friends. Dreams are the thoughts of those things we want and like for a better life. Sometimes the dreams of a new life can be scary, especially when everyone's is, future is, dip, is different and, but dif, depended upon Big dreams, big dreams are like believing in Jesus. Big dreams are like trusting in God, trusting in the impossible, trusting in those things that we cannot see. Now what did God get for his troubles? God got complaints, complaints my friends, and more complaints. That is what God got. Yes, it made God angry, but God did not say, eat it or not. And you are not getting anything else to eat tonight. But God was patient. God was willing to see things through, and God was loving. But if the winning, the whining, Israelites who could ever get through that, then Moses just added to the drama. He had had it with these children of Israel. And that's what our story is about. He threw a temper tantrum, he yelled, he screamed, and then he resigned. He quit. He said, I've had it enough. I'm tired of driving the overloaded giant minibus on the journey with these people from Israel. He was tired of all of the squabbling in the back seat. He was tired of listening to the complaints of these children who weren't even his children. Meat, you want meat? We're in the desert, he said. We are now in the middle of the desert, and just tell me. Where will I find meat? With hundreds of complaints coming to his ears, the only one to whom Moses could complain to was the one who had given him this position in the first place. And that was God, Yahweh. So Moses protested, the Bible says, saying these aren't even my children god i didn't conceive them i didn't give them birth why do i have to take care of them all by myself what about me where am i supposed to get meat to give to all these people if this is the way you're going to treat me god then go right ahead put me to death if you want to do it and put me out of my misery. Matter of fact, Lord, I quit. I wonder, is that how we feel sometimes when we are doing things that we don't like and don't want to do? That we are really willing to throw up our hands and say, I quit. It seems that everyone was just having a tough time there in the desert. But tough times sometimes are a part of all of our lives. Tough times are moments when we just can't seem to put it all together. And everything we do seems to be falling apart. I remember once a woman who was in a congregation many years ago. And I remember how she at the age of 60 as a grandmother she was trying to raise their her grandchildren while working a full-time job one even had she had even had to go to court one day to testify that her daughter was an unfit mother and abusing her children because she was a abuse she was abusing drugs It's all I can do, she said one day, pastor, to make myself go home in the evening, some days, but of course, she went home. And of course, she loved her children, grandchildren, passionately. And of course, she stayed up late at night when they were sick. And of course, she did everything that she had promised and called to do because she loved them. You see, my friends, that's what we do as part of the beloved community. Even when things get rough and difficult and things become confused and we this is not our job, we keep on going anyway. The beloved community of God means that we are in this life together and that God is calling each of us to dream about ways we can make it better together. Every Sunday and every day I come here at Luther Place Church, I see all the work that is being done by each of you in your own way to make things better for those who are a part of this beloved community. Whether they live down the street, on the street, or around the corner, our arms are stretched out to everyone who comes. That's the beloved community. Of course, Moses could have said no just the way mom and dad said no when I wanted something other than what was on my dinner plate. Moses could have said no to their greed, no to their ingratitude, but like most of us in God's kingdom, like most of us in this beloved community, Moses kept on working, kept on trying to find the way His meltdown was his own mistake because he tried to carry the whole burden alone. He wanted to make sure everything would be done his way, otherwise it was not the right way. And he and we, like Moses, want always to please, to do the very best that we can not only for those whom we call to serve but all who are part of this beloved community my friends moses was burnt out but god never called moses to a burnout he called him to a blessing but sometimes there are burnouts in the blessing there are also blessings my friends in the burnout And that's what we discover. That burnouts can help us rediscover the dreams under all of the extra burdens we carry. Burnouts can help us rediscover at the bottom of every crisis a calling. That calling is God's given. That calling comes to each of us in a variety of ways. I have learned that callings can be heavy because it is a piece of God's magnificent dream for the world that each of us brings to this beloved community. And that is a sense of love. Loving each other. And loving each other even when it hurts but we continue to love anyway. A day which God longs when every mouth will be fed, when every slave is set free, when every tear is wiped away, when every woman is treated with worth and respect, when the color of a person's skin, the language they speak is respected, when every tired and weary body has a bed and a roof under which to lay our heads, nothing short of that will do with all of us living faithfully and caring tiny, minute pieces of that heavy, passionate dream, and bringing it together. That's God's beloved community, my friends. That is what God has called us to be, and to do, and to care, and to love. Yes, my friends, the dream is too big to be accomplished in a day, or a week, or even a year. But God has a plan that will bring our little bits and pieces of the dream together. For Moses, God's plan was 70 people to help him to carry the load. And and day to day, God also gives each of us help to carry our load. We call it the church, the beloved community. Yes, sometimes grumble and Sometimes bickering, sometimes sitting in the back seat complaining behind closed doors in council meetings and in trustees meetings and in property committee meetings. Yes, in offices and in kitchens, we complain. But we are part of the beloved community. That's what the beloved community is all about doing the hard work, bringing our dreams and pieces together, but never doing it alone, because we always have, there's always someone else standing beside us. Be also assured that we are joined, not only with those who are here, but we are joined with a host of faithful, Servants, those who have gone before us, and those who will come after us. That is what the beloved community is all about. The beloved community means we are all in it together, this life together, and God loves each of us, and that is our calling, That love that God has given to us, to dream about what the world can look like and how better it can be when we are all serving God and doing what God has called us to do and the people of God said, Amen. Good morning
0: everyone.
5: Good morning. Uh, my name is Ashley Carter and <clears throat> As we are talking about the beloved community, we are going to talk about, um, we're going to focus right now on our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. If you would turn to page 10 in your worship folder. And the song we're going to sing today is um, sung in Yoruba, the Yoruba language. and it's from Nigeria. Nigeria is on the western part of Africa. It's one of the most populous countries in Africa. It has over 250 ethnicities and languages. Isn't that amazing? And we know when we are singing a song that comes from Nigeria, we're going to be dancing. We're going to be praising God with our whole bodies. Okay? And we're going to be harmonizing. Alrighty. And as we sing this song, um, as Pastor Tony was saying, you know our beloved community is all over the world, and so let's sing this with our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. Um, so repeat after me: Alleluia, Yin Olua. One more time: Alleluia, Yin Olua. When you look at that third line, this is pronounced Oshun. Repeat after me. Oshun. One more time, Oshun. Oshun. And repeat after me, Oshun Baba. Oshun Baba. Perfect. So what we're gonna do (coughs) is sing verse one in Yoruba twice. We're gonna sing, Alleluia, praise to God in English once. We're gonna sing the Yoruba twice again, and then songs of joy sing out to God. We are going to skip verse two of the Yoruba. Okay. And I'm going to let you know how that sounds. So repeat after me. I'm going to sing each line of um, the song in Yoruba and I want you to sing it back to me. Alleluia, inolua. Repeat. Hallelujah, no Listen Hallelujah Inoluwa. Repeat Hallelujah, no Listen O shun no Shu, o shun o, shun, o, shun, o shun, Baba Repeat O shun o shun o Shu, o Shu Baba listen. Hallelujah, Lua. Hallelujah, Lua. Beautiful. Stand with me if you're able. All right, so I am going to start singing it and I want you to join in as you're able. We're gonna go two in Yoruba, one in English, two in Yoruba, verse two in English, okay? Clapping, harmonizing, dancing, and praising God. All right, can I get help on the drums as well? Thank you. Hallelujah, <laughs> <laughs> in lua. Let's sing "Hallelujah" in Oluwa. One, two, three, and "Hallelujah"
6: in Oluwa.
2: service continues with the prayers of the people. Freed by God in Christ to live and love and serve, we pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's beloved creation. We pray for women who have been assaulted, whose testimonies are dismissed, whose minds cannot forget, whose hearts are broken by justice denied, Divine seamstress, show us how we can help, how to listen, how to work for change, how to bring about healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We desire the sweet rain of justice to make the deserts bloom again, to bring solace to those whose thirst for healing, safety, and peace. Show us the way to support the wounded, the fearful, your children who believe they have been forgotten, Lord in your mercy, hear our prayers. Change can be fear-filled. The future is often frightening. Sustaining spirit of love, surround us with your inspiring presence. One heartbeat, one step, one breath, one day at a time. Help us to remember that bravery loses its meaning unless we accept that we are afraid. Take us by the hand as we walk through the shadows of loss, illness, pain, and sorrow, especially for those whom we name aloud, or who are ever in our silent prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear. Our we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses those whose earthly labors are done, particularly women who came to the night shelter and to other programs offered by N Street Village. We give thanks for their contributions to this beloved community and their example of courage and strength. For those who are now with you, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. In the presence of the Creator always with us, the Redeemer always with us, And the Sustainer always with us. Let all of your children shout, Amen.
1: Amen. Once when Jesus had completed his preaching, he turned to the people and said, The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us turn to each other and extend that peace.
0: Good morning, Luther Place. Whew. Good morning. wanted to just
7: let you all know that on the first Saturday of November, just a little more than a month, you're all invited to participate in our congregational retreat. We are using the theme of the sabbatical listening, and we'll be using the story of the walk to Emmaus to understand what it means to listen to God and to one another. So it's a retreat for all ages here at Luther Place, and there will be more information in the bulletin and in the announcements the weeks leading up, but you're all invited, save the date, look forward to seeing you there.
6: Coming Saturday, uh, first Saturday in October, October 6, is uh, an opportunity for everyone to participate in a commons gardening project. Uh, you can reach out to Ed Miller, to our VP, we have a number of people already volunteered, but hands light work, so Uh, Anyone else who would like to stop by and and help, we'd appreciate it. Uh, It's on page 17 of the bulletin for more information. Thanks.
1: Bianca? that's
8: Hi, everyone, good morning. Um, You'll notice in your bulletin it says the commemoration of the Luther Place night shelter. Um, And when I came to work here at Luther Place seven years ago, um, one of the things about our history that was highlighted to me had talked about who we are was the creation and founding and work with N Street Village, which is the largest service provider for women experiencing homelessness in the district. Um, They have a huge building their flagship location right across the street, and four other buildings or so around the neighborhood, but they also had the Luther Place night shelter in our building. Um, That program um, is is moving um, out of that space, and so we wanted to take some special time to talk about commemorate all of what that space has been. Um, so to do that, we're gonna hear from some folks who had really firsthand experience with that space and that program, um, both as residents and as volunteers, and what that has meant for us as a faith community. So I'm gonna introduce Katherine Perry. Oh, she's up there already, great. Um, to talk to us a little bit about your experience.
2: Good morning. Good morning. I came to N Street Village in August of 1997 undiagnosed clinical depression depression was the root cause. N Street Village was the foundation of the cure. Not just for me, but for hundreds of women whose lives were interrupted by physical or mental illness, abuse, circumstances leading to self-medication and addiction, the only painkillers available to those without health care, alcohol and or drugs that are not sold in pharmacies. The streets and shelters that provided a place to lie down, protected from the weather and not much more, were home to many women whose names will never be known. Women who sold themselves to buy what peace of mind they could obtain. Women who found that sleeping in the streets was safer than going to shelters where men were present. I left my house, which had a foreclosure notice on the door. I stashed clothing and shoes in the garage that came with the house then walked up to Pennsylvania, at Alabama Avenue Southeast where I encountered my first angel, a compassionate taxi driver who took me to the trailers. I spent my first night wondering what I would or could do. In the morning, one of the women in my trailer asked me where I was going to spend the day. I told her I had no idea. She asked me if religious people bothered me. I said no. She smiled and said, you should go to Bethany's. They serve breakfast, lunch, and a snack. It's on M Street. She was my second angel. I never saw her again. Evelyn Green, a saint molded in the no-nonsense wisdom of Dorothy Day with the strength and persistence of Harriet Tubman, processed my intake for the next available bed in the night shelter Luckily, that meant only one more night in the trailers for a bed was available the day after that. I could not believe what I saw when I reached the fourth floor of this building. The shelter was clean. It smelled clean. The staff were respectful, gentle, and genuine. I had a comfortable bed a locker where I could store my things and a view of the soon-to-be one-year-old N Street Village, the beautiful flagship on N Street Village Way. There was a dining room where breakfast cereals and coffee were provided for those who could not take their morning prescriptions on an empty stomach. In the evening, dinner was provided thanks to the N Street volunteer support teams or prepared by staff from food donated by hundreds of generous people. That first evening, a Thursday, I encountered a band of angels. The open windows made it possible to hear singing from the floor below. Beautiful singing. It was the Luther Place Choir. I thought if this is how they sounded in rehearsal, the music on Sunday was sure to be superlative. Deanna McDaniels, The spirit of warm hospitality welcomed me with a gracious smile, a genuine handshake, and a bulletin. My first Sunday included another angel, Deanna, who made it a certainty I would be coming back. From August 31, 1997 to 2018, the Luther Place Night Shelter has welcomed, sheltered, fed, and supported women in search of new beginnings. Now, as this place will provide new guests, a nurturing environment to see how much we all are needed to carry on the mission if homelessness, poverty, and prejudice are to be erased from our communities. Foreclosure, homelessness, things that most people believe are the worst that could happen to anyone were blessings to me. They led me and other women to this church, to membership, to a beloved community, to a renewed or brand new belief in the divine seamstress who inspired the makers of the quilts on our beds. A new trust in redemption offered by a man whose life included poverty, flight from political genocide, and an understanding of what it meant to be truly human. I like to think that the woman woman who sent me to Bethany was the sneaky wench, a former Luther Place member's affectionate name for sister spirit who shows up when she is least expected and in places that are most unlikely to be deemed beautiful, inspiring wellsprings of new beginnings. If you are a beneficiary of the support and services provided by N Street and are now members of this congregation or frequently attend services, please stand to be recognized. Thank you.
8: I want to say thank you to Catherine for really being one of my angels over the course of my time here. Um, the next person I will introduce is Portia Migas, who served as a board member and a longtime volunteer, um, and very recently showed me a quilt that someone had made her for her kids um, when she was first starting out as a volunteer.
9: Um, I think it is not fair to make me speak after Catherine. (laughs) Um, I won't be uh, uh, nearly as eloquent. Indeed, Uh, Joe and I joined Luther Place in 1993 and shortly thereafter became volunteers in the shelter. Um, Catherine speaks of the different angels who she encountered on her journey coming to end street and i would counter or add that indeed those were angels but all of the women she asked to stand up who sing in our choir who worship in front of me and who does the best prayers in our adult spiritual formation they too are the angels that luther place and end street have brought um joe and i would spend the night in those little twin beds With the mice upstairs (laughs) Um, and um, my kids surprised me once chase in particular chase who has um, a quilt that indeed was created by one of the women from n street who showed her love who gave back to our family and who i'm saving for him to have for his children um, if he has children indeed i did share that because i felt like we have received so much more in our family from um, being associated with n street and we won't be in the building we won't be on the fourth floor anymore where joe and i used to spend the night for years and years we spent the night through pregnancies post-pregnancy um, but we will still be involved in n street and i'm fortunate to serve on the board um, i feel blessed to be able to do that and i feel super blessed by what Catherine and Scores and scores of other women—the um, gifts they've given me, um, both material and and those spiritual gifts that I've received from our sisters, who are part of our beloved community.
6: Hello, um, my name is Sarah, and. I um, just wanted to both thank Portia and Catherine for sharing. I know that the um, the sentiments and the feelings that they have are echoed in hearts and memories of many in this space and, and around the our community that have been touched and encouraged by N Street. Um, a couple of things, one, I just wanted to also make sure that you saw the um, insert that's in your bulletin that shares some more information, as well as um, encouraging you to take a look at our timeline on the back of the sanctuary wall that has uh, a larger print, if that's what you prefer, of that timeline. Um, we are also encouraged to welcome the Executive Director of N Street, Schroeder Sribling, who is going to talk a little bit about that that past partnership and also ways that we can still be involved and in supporting N Street going forward. Good
7: morning. What a pleasure to be with you! Thank you for the kind introduction and for uh, allowing me to be part of this morning full of inspiration. I was really moved by Pastor Tony by your sermon and by all of the discussion of beloved community because that is what I think this congregation has been led, uh, has let themselves be led into the creation of beloved community for many decades, and I am grateful to be a part of it. I came uh, to Ann Street Village first in 2003. I just celebrated 15 years here, and it remains um, an enormous uh, blessing in my life. And the theme that I heard in things that people were saying, what Portia was saying, and Catherine recalled, uh, and what we heard in in the sermon, is about uh, doing the hard work together of being beloved community. And that doesn't mean it's... uh, always easy, sometimes it really isn't, but in the struggle is often sometimes the, the gift. And I loved the line in our psalm this morning that said that we, we desire the sweet reign of justice. I really believe that's what this community has been doing for many decades. 45 years ago when this mission started, the idea was um, to use sanctuary for literal sanctuary. There was an urgent need and this community responded in faith uh, and in full force. And so I, whatever way you've been involved, whether through history over time or more recently, whether you've lifted us up in prayer, whether you've been a part of our events, whether you've stayed overnight at the night shelter, uh, all of those things contribute to um, the hard work of Beloved Community and the gift of it. And another notion that I think is so um, meaningful to all of us, and I heard especially in what Portia was just saying, is that it isn't just the women who come to End Street Village because they need shelter or sanctuary or they need basic needs, it is all of us who come to N Street Village for whatever purpose, to work there, to volunteer there, we are all changed, we are all transformed because we are in relationship to um, one another. Luther Place Night Shelter was one part of this ministry and it served hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women in a most respectable environment and uh, with love and also with the uh, meeting the absolute needs, of the people who were there, and things do change, and N Street Village has grown, and a lot of that has been, again, the spirit calling this community forward to do more. So now we are at five locations. Last, two years ago now, we uh, opened an emergency shelter, which is different than Luther Place Shelter, and we are serving uh, 213 women every single night of the year. And in addition to that, um, add that to the other housing that we have, we have specialized housing for women with HIV and AIDS, for women with chronic disabilities, for women in looking for, seeking addiction recovery, recovery from mental health issues and who need permanent housing. We have over 400 women and 50 over 51 families every single night in some part of N Street Village and over the course of the year we'll touch about 2,000 lives of women who need help in Washington, D.C. That is remarkable. Now, we wish that need weren't there. So we can't stop. We won't stop. I know you all won't stop, and we'll continue. We'll continue. (laughs) I want to share very quickly that I had the gift of getting to know John Steinbrook and, and Erna both um, and a number of the founders. Um, and, but my, my friendship with John I really, I greatly treasured. Um, and the first time that I met him he didn't even really pause to say hello or to shake my hand. He just said to me, he looked me in the eye and he said, you understand this is a ministry, right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so he, there was nothing else to say, but yes, I do. Um, and But he made the distinction between this, you know, we're not an agency, we're a ministry. And I believe that's because we walk in solidarity with the people that need service. And we are all transformed. And in our new renovation, you will note that our peace pathway, where, where the Dalai Lama walked in 2007 to visit and to bless N Street Village, is the only walkway we come through. Everybody comes through that. Whether you're a million dollar donor, whether you're a woman on her first day looking for a meal, whether you need a shower, whether you've come for a bed, everybody walks the same. We walk. We walk together and we will continue to do so, so long as the need exists. I also want to share that one of the last, in one of my last conversations with John before he died, um, he said to me that people sometimes complimented him on the creation of N Street Village, and he said, you know, that's really not, uh, that's really not true. Um, I'm not, this wasn't me, I didn't do this, I'm just an implementer for God's will. And I believe that you've all been implementers for God's will, and we, uh, the city is better for it. The city is, uh, and you will continue to make a difference with us, there are many different ways to do so, including signing up for our Shiro Walk, and I know you all, you're a little bit competitive here, because you're, you're always trying to win the Shiro Walk group participation. I think you're on track to do so again this year if you look on our website, please do sign up. Join us, one of the nice things that we'll do on that is that we walk to our other locations, so now you get a sense of N Street as a, as a, as a broader village, Uh, in various places across the city. The last thing that I wanna say is it really occurred to me um, before this morning that especially on a week and a time and a season uh, of our lives when there's been so much discussion about women and women's empowerment and victimization and what we still need to do to seek the reign of justice in our community. I wanna note that there were very many men who were central to the founding of End Street Village. Some may be here today, but those are really examples of people who truly walked in solidarity with their sisters. Dale, Chuck, John, Gary. There he is, Dale, yes, I spied you, yes. Henry I don't know if he's here either but um, you know and now you too Pastor Tony you're part of the crew the the men for N Um, so we're very grateful and uh, we'll all keep moving together in this spirit thank you
8: I just want to have us give one more round of applause for everyone who spoke and shared today. Um, A really special history that we have. Um, So I encourage you all to again, check out the timeline in the back, read the insert in your bulletin, and we have some cupcakes um, outside for after service. So please continue to really commemorate um, this relationship with us. So thank you all.
1: One of the things, the thoughts began to run through my mind about two weeks ago, and it continues to be with me, and I was not aware that we were going to be uh, having these words today. And that is that in two years, not less than two years, uh, less about a year and a half, less than that, we're going to be celebrating the 100th year call it so much an anniversary of the suffrage movement. The suffrage movement is more than just voting. It's about care and love for all God's people. Especially, especially in this case in terms of suffrage for women. And what we have heard over the last few weeks makes me think What are we going to do? How are we going to celebrate that 100th year in 2020? I just put that out there. As I've struggled with this beloved community concern, it is something that God has laid upon my heart. And guess what? I've given it to you. (laughs) God bless you, and God bless Bianca. God bless all of those who have worked so diligently over the years. But the industry, God bless you. Let us continue our service. Please feel free to put your cash or checks in the offering plate or to to use the uh, the little QR code uh, for giving. It's a giving portal that's uh, that's printed in your book. Let us continue now.
2: Merciful God, you open wide your hand and satisfy the need of every living thing. You have set this feast before us. Open our hands to receive it. Open our hearts to embrace it. Open our lives to live it. Amen. The
1: Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your heart. We lift up the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Never stop creating. From the dawn of time to our mother's womb, even in the age to come, your creativity is as endless as eternity. Today you are knitting us, your people, into a garment of many colors. Therefore, with Joseph and all of the Israel's children, with the confused disciples and the Ethiopian unit, with all who have shown us your way, all who have gone before us, and all those we gather with this day. We praise your name. Lord Jesus gathered with his faltering friends for a meal that tasted of freedom. He took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to to them saying, take for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins do this in remembrance of me we remember that night spent with his friends and we feel his presence with with us now we ask God through the Holy Spirit to bless these gifts we offer and share making them Christ for us and making us into Christ's holy body Together with all of the church, we give you thanks, Creator, Redeemer, Spirit of love. Bind us together. Open our hearts. Grant us.
2: At Luther Place, communion is open to all. There will be two stations today in the front of the sanctuary at the head of each interior aisle. The ushers will direct you forward, pew by pew. Come forward, receive a piece of bread, or come to the altar for a gluten-free wafer. You may dip it in the cup or drink from the cup. The purple cups contain wine, the green cups contain juice. In a moment, we will sing the Anius Dei, or Lamb of God. The table is ready. You may be seated.
4: The day of the hearing, RAIN statistics were that there was a 201% increase in the hotline volume. And so I just want to acknowledge that um, one of the best resources you can refer people to are hotlines. There are several in DC, Um, but there's also an app that you can download to your phone called Ask DC that has all of the crisis support services related to sexual violence in DC.
1: And doors are locked, closed. May the Spirit drive us to break our bread on the altar of the world. Amen.
2: May God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine, grant you the gifts of faith and hope.
1: Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Our sending song is hymn number 540, Go Make Disciples, in the Red hymn. 아, <목소리도>